Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Decoding Society. This is your host, D'Angelo Starnes, and today is Sunday, August 18th, 2008, August 19th, I'm sorry, uh, 2019. Uh, God damn, we're going to get it straight. Uh, August 19th, <laughs> 2018. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I heard somewhere that uh, this past week was, um, well, that, okay, let me introduce everybody. So, um, Joint that person you heard laughing is uh, an old friend, new f- and and uh, and uh, a contributor to the show, uh, Marjorie Phil Terrace. How are you, Marjorie? Hey, hey, it's good to be here. I'm doing well, thanks. All right, all right. And uh, from the left coast, um, you heard him in the background too, uh, Chris Cathcart. What's up, brother? Hey, what's up, D'Angelo? How are you, Marjorie? I'm doing well, doing well. Excited to be on here with two of my favorite Howard Bison. So this, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> love it. I love it. Um, so so I, what I was going to say is I heard this past week, and I think this is the last day, was um, the dates for every day of the week was the same backwards as it was forwards. I, I forgot what the term for that is. Zonomonopia or Oh God, yeah. you learn so much shit. <laughs> right. So, right. So you know, eight one anyway. So um, maybe that's why I messed up. But uh, today's topic, if you've seen the uh, the lead in, is the uh, we're going to explore the concept of patriotism. And um, so, uh, want to kind of think about you know what meant by that and does it apply to you and if so how patriotic are you and should you be and uh actually uh marjorie uh pitched this uh topic and so i'm gonna give the floor to her to kind of lay out her concept and uh we'll take it from there all right well thank you for and i'm glad that you were interested enough in my talk because you know i can go i can either do angela or Harriet, or I can go way on the extreme. So um, I, I was feeling it one day, and, you know, just watching the news, and I think I, I was watching a movie with my mom, one of those old Will Smith movies, Independence Day. And I was looking at that, and I remember when the movie first came out, and it was exciting, and there were aliens, and it was like everybody, you know, coming together to combat the aliens, and it was like people of, the, you know, of all races, and everybody's fighting together. And I, and I was thinking about that. I don't know, something struck me, and I said, wow, these people were willing to die to fight for this country, or I guess it was technically humanity. But I started thinking about it, and I, I think about these people who talk about being patriots, and I question myself. It's like, well, am I really a patriot? Like, would I die for this country? And, you know, I'm, I'm closer to no rather than like, hell no, absolutely not. But I'm closer to like a gentle no, I don't think I'd be ready to die for this country because everything that this country has shown me so far has not shown me anything that I'm willing to die for. I think about things, you know, people I would die for, you know, easily die for my mom. I would die for my, my brother, my nieces. You know, 
easily take a bullet for any of them, but for this country. And, and I had to examine, well, why do I feel this way? And, you know, based on, like, our history, and, you know, I, and I started thinking, of course, of James Baldwin's quote about being a Negro in this country and relatively conscious is to be in a state of rage all the time. And I, I understand that rage. And then I, I, you know, I look at the way that we've regressed as a nation. And, you know, even, and I know, Dee, you and I were talking about this, like this whole Kavanaugh situation and how this could affect people, as they say, from the cradle to the grave. You know, if he's if he is a, you know, appointed the next Supreme Court justice. And I, I look at the way that people are really trying to change the nature of this country. You know, everything from, you know, I, I read about the, the man who was taking his wife to the hospital to deliver a baby and ICE took him away, which is insane. I, I, I look at all these things. Is this a country worth dying for? And at this point, I just don't see it. Like I, and maybe I'm wrong, and that's why I wanted to talk about it, because perhaps there's something that someone could tell me that would make a difference about, you know, like would I be willing to die for it? Because I remember even traveling, you know, and people have told me this, when you travel abroad, it's like embarrassing to have that U.S. passport because it doesn't represent what we thought that it used to represent. And, you know, you go to other nations, and I, you know, I just don't see it yet, and that's why I wanted to talk about it, because, again, maybe people can present an argument to me that makes sense. But at this point, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of feeling like Randall Robinson when he left and he was quitting America because everything to him was setting us back as a nation. And, you know, maybe he was prescient enough to see it 30 years ago, 20 years ago when he left, and the rest of us are just now catching on. But... I just have not seen anything that would make me feel as though I'd be willing to die for this country as a patriot. I'm not sure that if I if anything ever happened to me in another nation, I don't think that America would send troops in to find me or to rescue me. You know, I think about the brother who was in the military, you know, that operation they had, and uh, he was the only one who was killed. I can't remember where it was. It wasn't – maybe it was Baghdad. I have to look it up. But he was the black soldier, and there were questions around the way that he was killed because they said that the whole troop, you know, and apparently I thought, uh, you know, the military, like they don't leave any of their own behind, but apparently they all hauled ass and left the brother over there who was tortured and killed when he was caught by the enemy. So, again, I don't know, guys. You know, convince me. Tell me something else. <laughs> Tell me because right now I'm not feeling patriotic about this country. I don't think I can convince you. Um, I mean, the, the concept of patriotism is a—it's—it's—it it's, should—it's like a—it's like the concept is the view of it is a collective concept, but it's really a very personal um, interpretation. Like a tree with a lot of different branches, but one root. Um, because essentially, you said you didn't think you'd die for it. I, I ask myself that often, but you got to ask yourself as you define, as an individual defines patriotism. Take the civil rights movement, the, the modern civil rights movement, so the King era, fifties, sixties, where you had freedom riders dying on burnt buses and being drug out of cars in the middle of the night and lynched and things like that. And they died and gave their life. Now, is the argument that they gave their life to make the country a better place? And through that, that was exercise of patriotism? Or was it futile? Did they give their lives for nothing? Because whatever they tried to do in terms of putting their lives on the line, what they wanted was never going to be given to them anyway, full citizenship, full accountability by your representatives, 
and on down the line. And I wrestled with this many times because you ask yourself, would you ever leave? Now, you brought about Randall Robinson. I forgot he left. I often think of Du Bois, who died, I think, in Ghana, um, who basically had did many great things in terms of trying to bring races together and, and, and representing people of color at the highest levels. And he got to the point where he said, I'm out. I mean, what does that say? If, if someone who excelled to that degree gave up, you know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't, I don't know if anyone, on this call at least, could convince you because it's a concept as African-Americans in particular because no one's been more patriotic than us as far as I'm concerned because we've given everything, including our lives, for a country that in many ways is not returned in kind. Uh, so, so we have to ask ourselves: To what end patriotism? Is it to make a more perfect union, or do we really need to think about: Are we always going to accept second-class status, and will we pull a Du Bois or Randall Robson at some point say enough is enough? I don't know. And I guess, like, part of this is, you know, towards a, a bigger question for me because I'm always looking for the solution. So, you know, and this was part, I guess, this is part of my process of trying to find a solution for us as a people. Is a solution, uh, I, I don't know, is it uh, leaving the country? Is it requesting like our own land and the nation that is run by us, for us? I mean, you know, what what is the solution? You know, my brother did a documentary um, a few years ago called The Lessons of Haiti, and it looks at the communities of Tulsa, or Greenwood in, in uh, Oklahoma and then um, in Haiti and the Durham community and how African-Americans, we had our own self-sustained communities. Of course, what they did to break it up was to run highways through our communities and, or in the case of Tulsa, to bur- just burn it to the ground. So, again, getting towards that solution is, you know, I, and I guess maybe – I'm going through the process, well, if I'm not patriotic, then what do I do next? Do I pack up my family and leave? But then to me, that's not good for the masses, and maybe they need people with, who are thinking like we are. So I'm, you know, I'm trying to get towards a solution of, like, where do we go from here? Because things are not changing. They're not necessarily getting better. You know, and every time I see the numbers on the, um, the pay gap, you know, the you know, what, even like what an African-American woman makes to a white man, 63 cents to every dollar. I mean, how do you begin to address that disparity? And so these are all questions I'm trying to, you know, I, I'm raising with myself, like, what is the solution? And I, I think that has well, well, to be the next step. And, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask you, uh, what that's kind of like this, you know, understanding, but an understanding without a clear definition of what patriotism is. And what I mean by understanding, I'm not so sure that that's the correct word to use either. Um, There's an implication of what patriotism means. And and to me, it, it seems this imposition seems to be some kind of loyalty, loyalty to the country. Um, and so I think that's kind of why we're struggling because, you know, we bring up these contradictions and and these um, these disparities. And so you're like, well, why should I be loyal to that? So, you know, I think, you know, if we could start there, you know, I don't know. I don't think you're going to come up with a solution. Honestly, I mean, I think I mean, it's do, I mean I think it's do, 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 or should you be patriotic? Go ahead, go ahead, Chris. 
something you, I'm sorry, Chris, I, I, I couldn't hear you. I think it's an. How you define patriotism? When I say you, I mean generically the three of us or anyone else. It goes a long way towards um, what some kind of resolution or solution to it. Because if you if you define patriotism as blind loyalty, which many do, the love it or leave it crowd, you love America as is to get out. Which if you had given slaves that option, since you didn't, don't don't give me that option now. Three hundred years ago, I'd have to get back on the boat and go home. Don't tell me I can leave now if I don't like things. So if if it's blind loyalty, which I don't think anyone on this call and many listeners don't agree with, then it is the loyalty to concept, is the loyalty to the idea. Because I often hear our leaders, a lot of elected officials in particular, talk about the idea of America, the concept of America, what America can be, when when its greatness is fully realized. And so that evolutionary concept that we'll get to what it's supposed to be. There are others, I think, like you said, Marge, the nation of Islam is mantra for years, the five states in the South, that it's never going to be right for black folks to give us our own separate pieces of land where we can, you know, run it as we see fit and extend ourselves the rights as humans that we know we deserve. So I, that is the concept for me individually that I, I struggle with the concept of patriotism because I don't accept the concept of blind loyalty that you love it or leave it, take it as is, because no matter where else you go, this is still better. I don't believe that. But with all the struggles and sacrifices that our people have put forth to get us to this point, what is the best way to repay them and to repay that sacrifice? Is it to continue on that path, or is it to decide that that is futile? It's never going to lead to a more. There's times I think that when it comes to race relations in this country, really nitty-gritty, that is never going to be right. And, you know, I've... And if you and if you concede that to yourself, then what does that say that you will always live in a situation knowingly where you are going to be considered less than? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so and you know, back to you know, because I, I was thinking about like you know when you were talking about the, well, when we've all been talking about patriotism because one of the things you know, and again now that football season has started again, and you know the. You know, I, I've been I've been good. I haven't turned on the TV. I have not been watching football games as much as I love football, but I've not been watching it just because of everything that the owners and the NFL itself has shown me. You know, in kowtowing to 45 and allowing him to dictate policy for a private business, basically a private enterprise, and um, and they keep talking about these players not being patriotic. And when they say that, I think about Barbara Jordan. You know, and one of the things that she says, what you know, what we want is simple. You know, America, we want, uh, she said, what the people want is simple. They want an America as good as its promise. And, and I think when these brothers are kneeling in the NFL, what they are saying is we're not being unpatriotic. What we're saying is we want you to live up to your promise, you know, as a nation. And, and I right. think that we, you know, we get away from, those precepts when we get into like, you know, well, who's doing it, who's not, what's 45 saying on Twitter. And and again, this is not just about like what we're doing now. It's about the promise of this nation. And perhaps, you know, maybe that's where we could be patriotic. Maybe that's that semblance of me that's holding on because I believe that this nation holds promise you know, based on the precepts, not necessarily precepts, not necessarily of the founders, because they could. I don't think they. I don't. I really don't think they could foresee which way we were going, um, or this nation would would grow. But you know, the way that we've developed, and that there are people who've tried to really make this a better place. So, 
But again, I don't have answers. I, I'm I'm searching for answers and I'm searching for solutions, which is why I, I got to get to the patriotism question because do I love it enough to fight for it, to stay you know, stay here, to die for it? I'm just not there yet. You know, that's kinda of like that check cashing speech. <laughs> AKA the I have a dream speech. I mean that's kind of what y'all are talking about. It's like, hey, you know, uh we get to cash the check. You know, and and maybe you, and that's where I'm at. You know, maybe if you cash a check, motherfucker, I'll be I'll be patriotic, I'll be loyal, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you owe me some dough. So I mean, how how hard do you want me to? You know, how patriotic do you want me to be? Um, yeah. I, you know, I'm just. Um, but I, I but you know what? You guys are really hitting on something in that there's this tension, right? Because uh, we know at least what the standard is that these white male rich people that founded this country uh, set for themselves and, 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 and setting it for themselves, you know, in various ways um, kind of, you know, led people, at least mis- misled people into believing that everybody deserves that same standard. So now people are like, well, you know, we got to live up to that. So there's the tension of, you know, fighting for and to get to that standard. And so, you know, when you say, you know, patriotic, I mean, it's kind of like trust and, you know, loyalty. You got to earn it. So has this country earned its patriotism that it demands from its citizens? I'd say no. Yeah. So uh, let me let me let me let me interject here real quick. When we're talking about defining patriotism, I think you guys will find this interesting. I looked up patriot, and there's this uh, etymology dictionary online, <laughs> and uh, it, mm-hmm. it it you know kind of gives the history of patriot. You know, somewhat limited history, but interesting. So Patriot, um, and this is from onlineetymologydictionary.com, E-T-Y-M online.com. Patriot, 1590s, comes from compatriot from Middle French patriot and directly from the Latin patriota, and I'm probably butchering this, which means fellow countryman, from the Greek patriotis, uh, fellow countryman, from patrios of one's father, Patri, fatherland, uh, hmm. pater, father. So you know, kind of a, a what <laughs> a male male perspective. Um, and then it's uh, then it goes on to say uh, meaning quote uh, loyal and disinterested supporter of one's country is attested from 1600 circa 1600, but became an ironic term of ridicule or abuse hmm. from mid-18th century in England so that, um, as it was first defined, one whose ruling passion is the love of country, it is sometimes used, it is sometimes used for, a fact, for a factious disturber of the government. Um, the name of patriot had become by a byword of derision. Um, and it also says... Uh, and is somewhat revived in reference to resistance movements in overrun countries 
in World War II. It has usually had a positive sense in American English. Uh, and uh, so, so you know, you got kind of like a, a you know, uh, uh, what some kind of a dichotomy. You know, mm-hmm. one minute is mm-hmm. you know somebody that's that's loyal to one's country, and then it's like, well, you're loyal to a fault, and it's a term of derision. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's kind of my vibe. But go ahead, I'm, I'm going to y'all to. Both of y'all to rip well, off that. The question you struggle to be considered a citizen in full and or to be a patriot, do they have to be the same? Hmm. If, we def- if we define black privilege, and if there's any black privilege in America, you know what it is? Is that we have the right to criticize the living hell out of this country while still demanding full citizenship and all the things mm-hmm. come with. If we earn nothing mm-hmm. else, so don't ever say if you love it or leave it, or how dare you criticize it or. If, you know, if you don't like this, you could have moved back to Africa. No, no. I, the, the, there's an ounce of black privilege that we've earned the right through the years of suffering and the second-class citizenship to criticize the living hell out of America and still demand pounding our fist for full citizenship. So I'll mm-hmm. fight for citizenship while I'm here, for all of us, for everybody. Demanding some kind of patriotic loyalty from citizens, that's the extension that may be a bridge too far for many of us because it's like why I want all the respect that I'm entitled to, legal and otherwise, in this country. There should be no expectation that I lay it on the line and say I love this country above all things. That's a lot mm-hmm. to ask people who've been historically oppressed within this context of this country. So, I mean, that's, that's so I, I think when, you know, I was referencing back to the civil rights movement only because we could see people actually doing things in effort to get full citizenship. I don't think Dr. King was talking about being a patriot. He was talking about getting our full rights, all of our rights. That mm-hmm. patriotic thing, that becomes an individual's decision that, that goes along the lines of what we're discussing here. But if you got people together and say, what's more important, being a full citizen or being a patriot, I'd, I'd be curious to see where the votes fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. It's like, you know, I think about it, and I said, uh, my ancestors, you know, in different places, you know, they were beaten, they were segregated, they were castigated, and, you know, to that extent, yes, you know, there are certain demands that, that I can make because of that, because of the way that my ancestors were treated here. I just, you know, I <laughs> I wondered one day, my brother and I were talking, and I said, you know, if our grandparents had a choice, would they have stayed here? You know, they were born, you know, in the early 20th century and, you know, survived segregation in the South. But I just wonder, if someone had given them the choice, would they have stayed in this country? You know, and, you know, I, I don't have kids. I'm part of the village you know, that's raising other children. And I just wonder sometimes, is this the best option? And, you know, my nieces. um uh, my sister-in-law is from Australia, and I hear her talking about the way. And, you know, she's from a place, uh, it's kind of like the, the Solomon Islands, so the people there are darker, and that's where you're moving towards, like, going to, like, American Samoa, like those types of, um, you know, the the darker people. And she was just talking about how people of color, you know, in Australia are treated. I mean, in we think it's bad here. It's just as bad there. So I just, you know, do we stay and make this better? Do we go someplace else? I mean, would we even be welcome in Africa or places like that? You know, I, I have friends who are, who are African who say that when they come here, they, they tell their kids, you know, we don't want you dating 
African Americans. They look down on African Americans. Um, you know, people from the Caribbean. So I just wonder, would we even be welcome anyplace else? So I don't know. I, I mean, again, I don't have answers. I just I like to talk to people who are smart, who could possibly you know elucidate me on some some issues, and that's why I wanted to talk about it. You know, I was a little nervous about this topic. I'm gonna be honest, um, and you know, in the way it was announced, uh, you know, because I mean, surveillance, right? So they got the keywords that they can pull up, and then you, patriotism is one of those buzzwords that you know, as we've kind of tap dance around, uh, we didn't tap dance, but kind of tap dance around, you know, the concept of saying, well, no, I'm not feeling too patriotic, so fuck it. So, because then you know. People start saying, well, if you're not patriotic, then, you know, are you a Russian spy in this climate? Or, you know, a few years ago, are you part of ISIS? Or, you know, whatever enemy du jour that, you know, these guys come up with. And so so if you're fully candid about, you know, as we're talking about, well, no, I'm not feeling loyal to this because you haven't earned it, is that going to fall on deaf ears? Because the way that this word has been played, it's kind of like nigger. You know, people say that word should be have so much power. Well, I don't think the word patriotism should have so much power either. You know, <laughs> but it does. You know, so patriotic. Yeah. I mean, think about some things that are associated with patriotic: supporting the troops. I mean, if you think about supporting the troops, you think about the people and whatnot. But you know, in theory, that sounds good. But the troops are over there fucking some shit up. You know, in other countries, mm-hmm. you know, support, you know, defense, which is really when they say defense, they mean war. You know, hate your enemies. I mean, who defines somebody as an enemy? I mean, Russia wasn't an enemy until two years ago. Uh, hmm. Well, at least for a while. Well, embrace our allies. Uh, I'm not embracing Saudi Arabia and Israel right now. I'm not feeling them. You know, but if you mm-hmm. don't, yeah, and these are just some of the, some of the, um, Benchmarks of patriotism It seems And Margie you hit on another one Bruz was You know doing silence I know a lot of people that don't stand during the national Anthem that don't sing it Turn off the TV if they're watching a football Game uh, Go to the bathroom if they're at the game And now all of a sudden it's this Big Diversion from what The kneeling or this The, the, the bros are doing that Because they're not feeling Patriotic. They're mm-hmm. not feeling America because of all the stuff that you guys brought up. And uh, but but it's become this whole diversion to troops and national anthem, and, and that's what I'm saying. That's how powerful that concept is, and the shaming of it. And so when America says these other countries demand, you know, is uh, uh, when they talk about other countries and, and and they talk about loyalty oaths, so to speak, they got the same shit. They don't call it that, mm-hmm. but they got the same shit. Chris, mm-hmm. you were about to say something. I'm sorry, brother. I mean, the, the, the whole kneeling, the, that, that is just, they created that garbage to just, just this whole, you, you play the national anthem, stand up in honor of the troops and the police. I played sports most of my life. <laughs> up. We always played the national anthem. I don't remember ever, like, somebody saying that's the reason that you're doing this for the troops and the cops. But all of a sudden, right. These brothers shaking me standing up in honor of country. And country is defined by a lot of different pieces, not just those who serve in the mm-hmm. military, but those who fight America for rights. 
those who are disparaged in America, those who are lost and forgotten. How, you should, if you stand up for the police and the military, then you should also stand up for these folks. So this whole thing about kneeling and not kneeling, it said that, that, that was a creation of Trump. For those who, it became a good cultural touchstone for them to use. I don't even consider the national anthem. And the other thing I think you touched on is how do other people feel about their countries? Mm-hmm. This whole thing about the people in this country have been out there counting, talking about this is the best country in the world. <laughs> they ain't left <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. if you live in you know, Niger or, or France uh, you know pick a nation it, it, it's patriotism some kind of an exclusive American concept of course not but to hear discussed here is, is particularly American and I think that, that that's, that's another way to get you off the mark and say okay but you hear this all the time America with all its faults is still the best place on the planet to live who, who said that <laughs> what what how did you interpret it? Why the same people who said the lesser of two evils. <laughs> seems to be if you're a color in this country, that seems to be your choice all the time, the lesser of two or three mm-hmm. or five evils. Mhm. Yeah. They're the ones who said it. And you know, you, you touched on something when you were um you know, we were just talking about um uh, the whole NFL thing, and oh, indeed, you were talking about the power of the word, and I thought about it. We as black people, there's nothing that we have as a a word that is. You think about it. When you say anti-Semitism, that sets off. Oh my gosh, you know, you tweet about it like that sets off the internet into a frenzy. Anything that's anti-Semitic. You know, you set off, you know, you say patriotism and, anti, you know, if you're unpatriotic, sets off the Internet. We are the only people that have not emboldened ourselves to have a term that will trigger that type of response. You know, we get a, a glimpse here and there, you know, anytime we're offended. Police brutality, maybe, but, you know, unless it really affects us, uh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll protest for a day or two. But it's not something that has that type of wide-ranging effect as the words anti-Semitism or unpatriotic. And, and at some point we have got to, as, as Sister Maxine says, reclaim our time. We've got to re- reclaim our power. You know, we've got to take back some power on this because we relinquish, relinquish it. You know, the gay movement took over civil rights, so we don't really own that anymore. There's nothing that we own exclusively as a community that empowers us and emboldens us to take a position on anything globally or nationally. That's a good point. Not like I mean, the, the galvanizing mantra I got you is like this. I mean, we we kind of tiptoe around certain things, but there is no real focus. I, I can think mm-hmm. that. It's hard to think about that because you always think that as people of color that we we have this ongoing um, protest. In this country, mm-hmm. but sometimes we need to focus. So, yeah, uh, interesting point. You, you know, to your point too, Marjorie, about you know reclaiming. You, you know what it is? We have power. I mean, it, I mean, in term internally, we don't have power of controlling uh, resources, policy, and 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 you know this move of capital. But we do have power that. We have it. We have untapped power, and we have under, unutilized power. And I tell you, who knows it better than anybody? The people who are actually in power, because they they try so hard to suppress it. If if if, if voting wasn't important, why would they go through all these machinations to deny people the right to vote, closing polling places, 
cross purging people off election rolls. Uh, 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 what's the other thing that they uh, not counting votes, putting shitty machines in the voting, uh, and, and power to vote wasn't so important. Then they wouldn't try so hard to suppress it. So if you look at a lot of the ways that they, for lack of a word, better word, your brainwashes through propaganda. You will realize you if you turn that around, you'd realize that they're doing that because they don't want you to be awake, they don't want you to be active, they don't want you to resist. Uh, and when we talk about resistance, I'm talking about true resistance, like strikes, unannounced, unannounced boycotts, unannounced blocking of highways. You know, uh, we, we're talking about things that the, the that the root that the true uh, meaning of sabotage means. I mean, that's, they, they don't want you doing that. They don't want you to sabotage the system. So they do things to keep you calm and keep you insecure, keep you nervous, uh, because they know once you do that, you'll fuck all that shit up. And we do have that power, but we just don't. It's not organized, and we just don't realize it, and we're afraid to exercise it. <clears throat> and, you know, the other thing I hate to say that um, – that undermines anything that we try to do, and that's one word. <laughs> it's a word that Ernest and I use all the time, and that's coon. You know, you've always you always have like a sellout. <laughs> you always have the coon sellout. The you've got up. coon. <laughs> I know. There's always a coon out there that's going to sell us out. You know. The biggest one now being, you know, Omarosa, and I guess the debate is still, do we invite her to the cookout? I still say no. You know, at least don't ask her to bring the potato salad. I wouldn't trust it. But she just, you know, there's always someone who's going to sell us out. So, you know, we can't, uh, it's amazing that the civil rights movement was able to move as far as it did because you know you get about 10 of us in a room, somebody's going to go back. They just got to tell the white man what we're doing because we need some good white people behind it. And, I, again, I'm not saying this disparagingly. I'm saying this because I, I live every day as a black woman. I know how we operate. And so, you know, I just, I don't know, we, we stand in our own way sometimes. We block our own progress. I just, I don't know which way we, we go from here. Well, we, we, we understand, too, we've always had Omarosa. Though. We've had, I mean, the best example, we've had Stevens from Django, Django, that movie. We've had them back mm-hmm. then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, sometimes they represent them as clergy or business leaders or political insiders or house Negroes. Um, so the Omarosa phenomenon is current, but it ain't new. Mm-hmm. And I think so. What, whatever we do, moving as we move forward, as we always done, we just got to move forward in spite of them, and know that there's always going to be a spook behind the door at some point. <laughs> behind the door, right? You know, I think Amarosa is a double agent. I'm sorry, because hey, <laughs> if they don't want, if you know, I mean, she's on TV hey, book hey, deal. Opportunist. She, 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 she's not. I mean, honestly, the purity of her opportunism is kind of breathtaking. She doesn't care about mm-hmm. that writer. She's <laughs> loyalty, yeah. Her patriotism is to the country of herself. Ooh. And she will do whatever mm-hmm. is necessary to promote and defend and further herself. Period. I mean, yeah. you, you have to admire at least the clarity of her opportunity. I don't, I don't admire anything about it, but it, you don't have to sit around and debate where she's coming from. 
True that. She can't come to the cookout. True that. She can't. She can't come to the cookout. She gonna bogart her way into the cookout, and she's one of the people that just shows up, you know, and and, and you know, fashionably late and loud. <laughs> anyway, <Yeah. laughs> so you know, we don't have to invite her. She's coming anyway. Um, yeah. So well, let's let's uh, we're coming near the end um, of of this particular uh, segment. Um, And I wanted to see if we can get some uh, some final thoughts. I, I I doubt we're going to come to a solution, but that's actually not a bad place to be uh, because just as you know, you strive for perfection, knowing you'll never achieve it, it doesn't stop you from taking the journey. So with that, you know, I want to kind of get you guys to provide some um not closing thoughts but some 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 wrap up type thoughts. Well, I I would challenge people to really consider those who are willing to um to take a stand in the name of uh what they consider patriotism. You know, look at the brothers who are kneeling on the field. Look at the stance of the NFL and the owners have taken against these brothers and support them. If you're going to watch, if you're going to support the game, at least support the players that are willing to fight for you because uh, many mm-hmm. people are still on the sidelines. So I would say these brothers are being, in their minds, patriotic because they are holding America to its promise, and I think that they should support that and support others who are out there fighting the good fight. I'm all about the soldiers on the front lines, and I like to think that I am too. I'm out here poking people and uh, – you know, feel free to attack me on Facebook for my my, my views. I I have no problems defending my position. I would just Good. add that I think that patriotism is a verb. It's not a noun. It's an action word. You ha- you have to stay engaged. If you, that I, if we if we can't really come to grips with a you know, die in the world definition of it, I would say that it is a it. You have to be engaged. You have to be trying. If you agree or believe that this country can be great, then you have to, can be great, not is as great as it can be, can be great, as in a destination, as you said, be, then you got to participate in the work that takes that it will take for it to be great. You can't sit, simply flip burgers on the 4th of July and put a flag in front of the house. That, that's not enough. I don't care who you are. You have to stay engaged. You have to stay. And if you're people of color, we owe it to a lot of people who came before us who put everything on the line for their idea or concept of patriotism and citizenship, that we have some responsibility to continue that fight, nothing else, because we owe it to them. And those who don't come after us. Yeah, those who come after us. I agree with that. Uh, I've been watching the movie Network um, on Turner Classic Movie On Demand. They have uh, some of the stars, and Peter Finch was a star. And so, of course, they broadcast network and now you can watch it online on demand until the 23rd and uh, I never get tired of watching that movie um, because it's so rich the in ideas and dialogue and observations and uh, so as I'm listening to y'all and then, and then hearkening back to the uh, the quote Marjorie uh, uh, said about said from um James Baldwin about being in constant rage if you're a conscious uh, black person in America. I, you know, I, I, you know, extend that from what Howard Bill, Peter Finch's 
uh, lead character talked about when he in his, in that iconic scene where he said tells people you know to get this scream I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> That's it. Mm-hmm. You know he, he talks about you know we're 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 stuck here watching TV and and we know the air is unfit to breathe and, and inflation and nobody has jobs and he he, talk, he runs down all these things that are messed up with America and and, and people just want to release. But he said, instead of doing that, you know, get mad. He said, I want you to get mad. And that's kind of where I'm at. You know, it's time for folks to get mad because they are running us over, obscenely running us over in terms of wealth disparity, the environment, incarceration, domestic, domestic military in the form of police, military around the world. It's just it's nuts. So I, I'm with you guys. You know, you got to be engaged. You got to get mad. You got to make these guys mm-hmm. live up to the words that they put in the Declaration and the Constitution. You know, regardless of where they were coming from, they wrote those words. And so mm-hmm. we got to start making them. And, and not just that, even if they didn't write those words or whatever they meant by it, they took our labor from those words. They mm-hmm. broke up our families. They took our culture. They took our religion, mm-hmm. and, and we still survived, you know. And so, mm-hmm. and, 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 it, and it was exploitation, and then, it, and then it was exclusion through the use of law and discriminatory policies in jobs and housing and education and funding. So, I, Rob, you owe us. You, we got to go back and, <laughs> and get our stuff. And so we need to push back. No, I'm yeah. not sure how people talk about taking up. We got to take it. I don't know how you well you're gonna take it. These motherfuckers, these 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 is the baddest motherfuckers in the world. Sounds a killing. <laughs> so yeah. hey, you ain't just gonna do that. But yeah. we got to right. we got to band together. Mm-hmm. Yes, righteous indignation. Yes. It's what I call it, you know, and and when these, you know, these guys are out here with these Nazi flags and they're telling people to go back, say, yes, okay, by the way, I have a job picking avocados over in California. Do you want that job? You can have these jobs back, you know, <laughs> that's what people are not talking right. about. They're not trying to get the job that they don't want us doing, that they don't want people of color doing. So, you know, I say, hey, yeah, you can have this job, take it. <laughs> you know, you want to pick tomatoes all day in the sun? Fine. Somebody's got to do it. So Somebody's got right, to do it, be, yeah. Yep, be, be righteously yep. indignant. And that's what I, that would be my challenge to everyone listening, you know, righteous indignation. No joke. Constantly, constantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you ain't got to be, you know, disruptive all the time, but, you know, you some obvious shit you can't just let slide, so. With that, Mm -hmm. uh, we are at the end. We're going to get cut off. I want to thank Marjorie for the great topic and uh, coming back. And, you know, and I'm sure we're going to have some more Marjorie episodes in the near future. Uh, Thank you, Chris. Um, Please subscribe subscribe to our uh, podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And we are now on Patreon. Uh, So feel free to subscribe. Throw us some support, uh, you know, with some ducats, uh, not a whole bunch, but feel free to, <laughs> to support our show on Patreon. Um, until the next time, thanks a lot and take care. Thank you. All right, hey, thanks. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen.